It's Wrestling Observer Live. Live seven days a week. Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific. And Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's Jim Valley, the effing king of recovery here on Sports Byline going to San Francisco. So it's all good from Diego to the Bay. And don't forget tomorrow, it's going to be May. SmackDown was a taped show. We talked about the results last week. The only thing new is the match to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag titles at WrestleMania Backlash has now been changed to a six-man tag team match after Drew McIntyre helped RK-Bro in laying out Roman Reigns and the Usos last night on SmackDown. Paul Heyman confronted Adam Pearce backstage, asked for a six-man tag match with all the titles on the line. So it's going to be RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre taking on the bloodline at WrestleMania Backlash, will be, which will be a, a nice little setup for Drew and Roman down the line, I'm sure. But remember when this time of year was a reset for WWE storylines? Remember when the months after WrestleMania were exciting? Remember, like, when Bret Hart turned heel on Raw after WrestleMania? Pepperidge Farms remembers. Last night on Rampage, Darby Allin defeated Swerve to qualify for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. There's a confrontation between Dan Housen and Hook. Nothing too exciting there. And Samoa Joe defeated Trent Beretta by TKO to retain the ROH TV Championship. Coming up on the show today, talk about the cuts in NXT and what may be to come. We will get to the bottom on Nikita Lyons. Also, is Butch the new Skinner and WWE Clash at the Castle available on the Apple Store and Google Play? Wait, no. I'm being told the Clash at the Castle is not actually a mobile game. Thought it was. I could picture Drew McIntyre's head in the logo. All those mobile games have the screaming guy in the logo. I don't know why. Anyway, we'll talk about that and more. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's uh, Jim Valley. Everything is pro wrestling. Listening to the commercials for Steel Man Pills, and I was like, I hope it's not Big Steel Man Pills, because Big Steel Man was Fred Ottman in Florida, who turned out to be the Shockmaster, and I don't need my manhood going through walls. So. Wrestling Observer Live, Jim Valley, King of Recovery. I'm here. Producer Daniel is here, Dan the Man, and we're going to break it down for you like ring ropes in WWE. And we're here on Saturdays. Things are a little different on Saturdays. We've got a different phone number than during the week. I don't have Brian's direct line. So you got to call at 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. And again, I will be in Las Vegas for Double or Nothing weekend. 
at a bunch of different events, I'll make probably my first ever and last appearance in a wrestling match. I'll be in Debbie Malenko's corner. My buddy, Debbie Malenko, as she faces Billy Starks Saturday, May 28th for Poder Quattro at the Silver Nugget Casino. Also, there's going to be a meet and greet with Dave and Brian at 10 a.m. Q&A at 11. The wrestling will start immediately after. And if you are listening to the show right now, live on Saturday, um, Defy Wrestling in Seattle has got a live and free streaming show tonight on Pluto TV called Wild Ones. And it's absolutely free on the website or on the app. The main event, John Moxley taking on Filthy Tom Lawler. Also on the show, you will see the Bollywood Boys, Swerve, Christopher Daniels, ELP, Nick Wayne, Levi Cooper, who used to be known as Tucker in WWE. Also on the show, some great younger talent whom I'm big fans of, like uh, classic Cody Chun, Guillermo Rosas, The Midnight Heat, and uh, many more. Pluto TV's got a lot of movies and TV shows, and it has its own dedicated wrestling channel. You can find that, and that's where you'll find tonight's show, The Wild Ones. Go to Pluto.tv or download the app and check it out. I do backstage interviews. I'm told I'll be doing some ringside interviews tonight, so you can check it out. 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. I'm told there will be replays, but I don't know the details on those. But it's Pluto.tv or download the Pluto TV app. Eight wrestlers, a manager, and a referee have all been released by WWE as part of NXT roster cuts. The ten releases are Dakota Kai, Malcolm Bivens, Harlan, Dexter Loomis, Persia Parada, Draco Anthony, referee Blair Baldwin, and then three talent uh, we didn't really see much of, Vish Kanya, Mila Malani, and Raylan Devine. The releases were first reported by Fightful, and our own Dave Meltzer says that more cuts are expected. Fightful also says that uh, WWE wanted to re-sign Bivens, but Bivens made it clear he did not want to re-sign, so... We'll see if he ends up somewhere, usually. When people don't want to re-sign, it often means they have a backup plan. Bivens, of course, was the manager of the Diamond Mine faction. Kai was a two-time NXT Women's Tag Champ with Raquel Gonzalez, now Raquel Rodriguez. Kai worked several times in WWE dark matches, and but she was never called up to the main roster, which is not a good sign. Harlan, we haven't seen him with Joe Gacy in a few weeks. And the weird part is Loomis was Indy Hartwell's husband in storyline in NXT. And Hartwell and Loomis and Parada and Duke Hudson were involved in a storyline where Hartwell and Parada debated who was the hottest couple. Now they don't even have couples. But let's, uh, let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that that will be. And if you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. That's from the song 1999, which was also the year Nikita Lyons was born. 
Now, first of all, let me say, I'm old enough to be her dad. And I don't want you to think that I'm thirsty for Nikita Lyons. That's, that's gross. But at the same time, I can recognize an attractive woman or man. I mean, even a blind person could tell that WWE is promoting Nikita Lyons based on her appearance. They say things like, thirsty for weeks, caught the eye of many beholders, the Twitterverse foaming at the mouth, and a hot piece of action. Just a few of the comments from Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Jerry Lawler called a Nikita Lions match? Jerry's jokes are older than her. Of course, Jerry's jokes are older than me, but Jerry Lawler would probably get canceled before the ref counted three. That that split spin would probably give him a worse heart attack than Dolph Ziggler ever did. But look, look. Nikita Lyons is an attractive young woman, and there is nothing wrong with that. People are attracted to people. You're supposed to be, especially when you're young, and WWE is trying to attract younger viewers. I mean, I saw her as Faith the Lioness when as she was known in WOW a couple of years ago, and she was just another green wrestler that they signed to the roster. And she signs with WWE, and they put her in this costume and give her a new ring name and image. I'm guessing, this is just a guess, that Nikita comes from La Femme Nikita, and Lions is something that she's used before, and with her martial arts background. Clearly, she has aspects of a La Femme Nikita or Black Widow from the Avengers, but I think most people have noticed her, noticed her assets. You know, we live in, in fascinating times right now. Publicly, everyone is supposed to be so accepting of people and body types. You're supposed to see people as people and not objects, and that's a, that's a good thing. But at the same time, we also still sexualize people and normalize things like having an OnlyFans account. And look, I'm not judging. I'm just pointing out the dichotomy of the situation, the differences, the, the opposites that we still have in this society. And we have to point it out when talking about Nikita Lyons. I mean, for years now, Society and pop culture has been attracted to the butt. Jennifer Lopez, Lizzo, Ice-T's wife Coco, for example. If you're older, you may remember there was a time, a long time, when male society focused on large breasts. And today, it's the booty. Matter of fact, the other day at the Las Vegas airport, my wife and I saw a woman with very obvious and very terrible butt implants. She looks like she had two small beach balls in her shorts. She looked like the lower level Q. Just this stick, these two orbs sticking out. It just, I felt bad for her. I, I honestly really did. I, it, was, it wasn't good. But getting back to Nikita Lyons, I'm really surprised that we really before now 
haven't had a butt wrestler. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Rikishi. I'm talking about something with some sex appeal. And if you're attracted to Rikishi, good for you. I, I think a lot of it is because the Divas era was so sexualized. And now that we have the women's revolution and it's been established, we have female positive role models and they feel more comfortable introducing a character like Nikita Lyons. And we'll get into that in a little bit more. Coming up next, Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529 or tweet me at Jim Valley. Talking today about Nikita Lyons in NXT. And I want to make something clear. We're talking about Nikita. Faith Jeffries, the woman, seems like a, a lovely young woman and I wish her the best. But we're talking about the character. For example, if you saw Nikita as Faith the Lioness in WoW, they played into the lion persona. But her bodysuit didn't really highlight her curves. But in WWE, yes, but in WWE, and we've all seen the puns, the jokes, the memes, and look, I'm just going to say that she's statuesque, or she's got curves. Full-figured is, I believe, what they called it in the, the golden age of Hollywood, like Jane Mansfield or Jane Russell, and this is what happens when you go into W. WE last night Raquel Rodriguez debuted on SmackDown and her gimmick is to flex and show off her broad back. She's going to be the tall giant muscle woman of the WWE circus. And WWE is very much like the old Hollywood studio system, especially now in the NIL area, in the NIL era. A talent signs a contract, WWE gives you a name, an image, and an identity. And we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. I have a friend who is a music producer in Nashville. He discovered Jake Owen, found him playing in some bar in Florida. And for a couple of years, Jake slept on this guy's couch. They played gigs, they wrote songs, recorded in the studio, and when the time was right, he sold Jake's contract to a major label. And when I went and visited my friend once in Nashville, he was working in the studio recording some spec songs. He's sold songs to people like uh, George Jones and other people, or um, other people, anyway. They were uh, studio musicians working, and uh, there was a young kid signed to Garth Brooks' label, a singer, I don't remember his name. And he was young and handsome and talented. And obviously, if Garth Brooks' label signed him, he had the world by the tail. And I don't know what happened to the young man, but it didn't work out. I, I think my friend said that he fell in love. But to listen to my friend, a lot of the big name stars that you know and maybe love, really, 
in the beginning or maybe even now aren't any more talented than the people playing at your local pub or club. He says the difference is the stars had advice and listened to the advice. And that's what we have in WWE right now. A studio system. You sign, you listen to their, I would say it's stronger than advice, but they make you in their own image. In a way, we've gone back to the early 90s when we had the Big Boss Man, the Mountie, Duke the Dumpster, Drossi, Papa Shango, Kamala, you name it. And the kids who were fans back then, many are adult fans now. They're nostalgic for their childhood. They've got kids, and they're introducing them to WWE. The flip side, those kids, you know, we they're growing up in the era of TikTok and quick videos. And for the most part, WWE is not about matches. Sure, it has some good matches, Cody and Seth, and a few great matches from time to time. But for the most part, WWE promotes moments. WrestleMania moments. And you only have those few seconds to make an impression. And if it's just a guy in the ring with short hair and basic trunks, or a woman in boy shorts and a top, who cares? But it certainly looks like WWE is going back to very broad characters that you can recognize in a moment with trademarks. Nikita Lyons. Last Monday on Raw with Bianca versus Sonya Deville, there was interference from Carmella and Selena Vega. Anybody watching could see, oh, she's the queen. She's coming down to ringside with the pretty vain girl. Bianca Belair is the all-American girl with the long braid. Sonia Deville is the, in all black and the evil executive. Think about Lacey Evans. She's going to represent the military and classic Americana. Tiffany Stratton is like clueless or legally blonde. You got the Brazilian female tag team. They dress up and dance like Carnival. The country boys. The college guys. Joe Gacy, the psychotic cult messiah character that they've done that they're doing also with Edge. And they've done with Seth Rollins and countless others. WWE has gone back to creating characters that are instantly recognizable for mainstream fans on YouTube or TikTok. Anyone can watch and know that's the queen. That's the vain woman. And that, that's Butch. And it makes sense for merchandise. But it also makes sense not just for action figures, but also for fans. Anybody can know who these wrestlers are. And sure, there are a few people. Roman Reigns and Cody come to mind, who are more fleshed out and more like real people. But there isn't enough time on the show. There isn't enough room for everybody to be like that. If you're going to be a mid-card wrestler, you're going to have one or two defining characteristics, like a trademark, a hat, a crown, your butt. 
And more often than not, it works. Last night at the O2 Arena in London, it was announced that the Cardiff Wales show is going to be called Clash at the Castle. They're building to the 30th anniversary of SummerSlam. I, I personally wish they were holding SummerSlam there, but they're not. But you know what? Last night in London, you know, according to my friend who was there, who's a big wrestling fan, uh, his name's Alex. You know who got the biggest pop of the night in London at the O2 Arena? Butch. And my friend says, my friend Alex says, it's not just because he's British. I mean, it's also because he's featured. And look, I can't say why for sure. He was so popular. But it does seem that being Butch seemed to add to the response and not detract from it. That gimmick, any gimmick, can kill somebody's response and can kill a character. And it seems that last night, obviously, in London, Butch got the British response, but he also got a response to his character, the feisty little bulldog that never gives up. And people recognize him by his look and by the way he acts. And at least last night, Butch was over. But you know what? Butch reminds me of somebody else from the 90s. Do you remember Skinner? Do you remember Skinner, the alligator man? Steve Kern, who was a wrestler. Do you remember Steve Kern, best known probably as one of the fabulous ones? He was also a very serious wrestler from the Eddie Graham School, tag team partner, high school friend of Mike Graham. And he'd go back and forth in his career between Florida and Memphis. And he made huge money with the fabulous ones. But by the late 80s, he kind of grew out of being a sex symbol, like like everybody does. And he was just Steve Gator Kern, the rugged veteran in Florida. Well, he goes to WWE, and he becomes Skinner. He's got ratty clothes. He's spitting tobacco. And on the surface, a lot of people were upset. They couldn't believe what happened to Steve Kern. He was a wrestler's wrestler. And WWE, then WWF, turned him into a cartoon character. And you know what? If you ask Steve Kern, he'll tell you he loved it. He says his promos were never his strong suit. But Skinner, that character, gave him a focus. And he thinks Skinner some of the best interviews, the best ones of his career. Sound familiar? Pete Dunne was a wrestler's wrestler, but he didn't really have an identity above being a wrestler. And now he's Butch, the scrappy little fighter, the guy who never gives up and is always angry. He's this little tenacious bulldog. And according to my friend Alex, who was there at the O2 Arena, Butch got one of, if not the biggest, reaction of the night. Something to think about as we head in this era 
of TikTok and YouTube, and you've got to make those impressions. UFC is real fighters. People know that. WWE needs characters. But speaking of house shows, my friend Alex also had an idea to spice up the house shows. What would you think of a title that was defended only at the arenas? We'll talk about that and more coming up next. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live, Jim Valley. Got my hoodie on. You can see me on uh, YouTube. I got the link up at Jim Valley on Twitter. Someone says I sort of looks like sort of look like Alex Aberhantis when he was with uh, Penta. Maybe I look like the Unabomber or the Kermit the Frog meme. I can't decide. You can find out. You can check it out. So I'm streaming now on my YouTube channel, but. 1-800-878-PLAY. Let's go now to Diggin in Vermont. What's uh, What do you got for me, Diggin? Hey, what's going on, Jim? Uh, first off, I wanted to say how great it is to have you back, man. Uh, you sound great. You look great. Don't don't mind those comments, you know, where it's all, all in good fun. But uh, wanted to talk about these releases a little bit more. Um, the one that kind of stood out to me was Dakota Kai. Somebody who, it's it's really kind of disappointing that she didn't get that main roster run. Because I think she had a lot of potential. She could have fit in really well with some of the women that they have. And it's just uh, very disappointing, again, on WWE's part. You know, I'm sure they'll cite budget cuts or whatnot. But wanted to sort of ask you where you see Dakota Kai going. Do you think AEW could benefit from adding her to the roster? And just sort of general thoughts on that. But uh, thanks for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dagan, for calling. Dakota Kai, you know, there's... Timing is everything in life. Timing is everything. And maybe right now, with the issues with Discovery, and maybe the potential uncertain future of AEW and its next TV deal, perhaps. And I don't know anything. This is pure speculation. Perhaps the bookkeepers at AEW would say, yeah, there's some great talent out there, but maybe we should hold off right now because we don't know what the future holds as far as our next step. I couldn't say. Obviously, Dakota Kai has got history with other people that are on the roster in AEW. There are certainly connections. So much in business and life is who you know and who is going to advocate for you. And certainly on that end, you can see people in AEW that would advocate for Dakota Kai. Ditto for Impact Wrestling. Um, it's really hard to tell with things being up in the air with the future of AEW. So I couldn't say. I would say it's entirely possible, but there are still questions, like I said, with the financial situation and timing is is everything. But but I think we've seen Athena be successful on independent promotions. I think that there would be a market on indies for Dakota Kai, and I think she would do 
very well, at least in the interim, and probably make some really decent money, even if she couldn't sign with AW right away, at least. Those are my thoughts, but we'll see what happens. I just think that there's a question mark. She could go either way. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. So I was talking about my friend Alex. You may know him uh, from the uh, YouTube channel Theme Park Worldwide. You know, I'm a big theme park guy. I've been to every Disney park in the world. and So I watch Theme Park Worldwide, and Alex has been on the, the channel in the past. He's a, a big, charming fellow, and he's also... A big wrestling fan. It was funny. Um, I was a fan of his. He was a fan of mine. And it was very funny that we've connected. And he and I were talking. And he was saying how when he was a kid, his mother, or I guess because he's British, his mom used to take him to wrestling. And it didn't take him long to realize that really nothing significant happens at live events. He's not the only one. And no one says it. But everybody knows WWE is a TV and premium live event product. You don't have to be Dave Meltzer to know that. And live events are a lot of fun. I learn a lot from watching live events without all the camera cuts and announcers talking to you. If you pay attention yourself, there are things about wrestlers, their work, the presentation that you don't notice on television. And... But live events are not important. They don't put enough impotence on live events. I mean, they don't even change the 24-7 title, the nothing title, at live events. And my friend Alex and I got to talking, and what if WWE had an arena title, a live event champion? Call it the premium title, or the digital title. Call it whatever you want. But the point would be a title that could change hands at a house show on a regular basis to give fans that attended a little something. And don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that an arena title would set the world on fire and sell out house shows and a million tickets. I'm just saying that... An arena title would be an arrow in the WWE quiver, a tool they could use when WWE is in a hot market or maybe somewhere for the first time. They could put the arena title on the card and do a title change, something a little special for the crowd in attendance, and it wouldn't affect any storylines or television. The crowd, the little kids, would think that they saw something special. You know, you could start it out and put it on somebody important. Like Randy Orton or Edge. Get it established. You could then transition it to somebody. Like a Damian Priest or Ali. Ali, I think, might be a great live event champion. And... The live event title could also be a good test to see how a certain wrestler might carry a major title. How they look, given the opportunity. You know, it could be like a test for, like, David Von Erich in Florida. Remember, he worked heel for a while as a test for the NWA title. 
with the premium live event title, with the arena title. They could be a heel for a while to test them out. And it would give fans the possibility of seeing a title change. And I'm not saying doing it every night or all the time. Just defend the title and teach the fans that that title could change hands in front of you at any time without TV cameras present. What do you think? Should WWE adopt an arena title? What would you, what would you call it? Would you call it an arena title, a live event title, the digital title, and send, could put, send somebody out with a phone just to show the title changing hands? What do you think? The WWE Live Event Champion, or the Arena title, or, or like I said, a premium belt. Call it something, but it would only change hands and only be defended at live events. You know, you could talk about it on TV, show pictures of it, things like that, and, and promote that, oh, you should have been in St. Louis last night, or you should have been at the O2. Arena has Butch won the premium title at the O2 Arena. It could be something for the hometown hero to win, and it wouldn't matter on television. Today, Butch could be the premium champion. The people in London would go home happy, and it wouldn't affect anything that Butch is doing it with the New Day. And Butch could drop it in another country for another event, and it wouldn't matter because the people at the O2 Arena went home happy. Just a thought. Your thoughts. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Or you can tweet me at uh, Jim Valley and give me your thoughts on a live event or premium title. But I think it'd be just a, a fun idea Make the crowd happy. I don't think necessarily it would sell a lot of tickets, but just something to think about. One last thing. You know, with all the talk about the future of AEW and the discovery, the Warner Brothers merger, the future of AEW under the banner of Discovery, a lot of people talking about streaming, and I wanted such base with you about something. You know, I lived through the cable boom of the 1980s, and it was such a huge deal to get cable and MTV and TBS and all the wrestling. It was very, very exciting. And then, of course, over time, cable got very expensive and alienated a lot of its customers. And people adopted streaming. People thinking they could get cheaper content. Screw you, cable. And you know something? There was a point to that. And people could get cheaper content. And cable did get too expensive for a while. But now, every major property has got a streaming service. And if you want to watch everything, we've reached the tipping point. Where basically, it's not a bargain anymore. It's going to cost you. The same as that evil cable. Streaming is not a good guy. Streaming is not the little guy. It now is just like cable. 
companies. This happened in retail. Large retailers come in. They slash prices. They have big, beautiful stores, lots of employees. And, you know, it put a lot, if not most, mom and pop stores out of business. And now here we are. Those big box stores can raise prices and cut staff because they've eliminated their competition. We've seen this time and time again across all kinds of industries and platforms. And my point is not to vilify anyone. What I'm saying is you as a consumer, whenever there's a new technology or a new business, it opens up. We tend to put a halo over their head and turn our backs on the tried and true. And perhaps, I agree, the tried and true can go astray. But don't put all your money into the new, because the new business will eventually get big and raise prices and cut services. I grew up in a small town. Growing up, there was a family-owned business, a grocery store. They sponsored everything, every team, Little League, soccer, you name it. You couldn't ask for a better community partner. Walmart comes in slashes prices didn't matter that this local family store paid full-time wages all those years of community support meant nothing and i'm not vilifying walmart the store the store is gone and today people in my hometown complain because they don't have any choices for grocery stores and i was telling these people the same thing you did have a choice and you gave it up. So in these worlds, don't get too enamored by the new and shiny. Okay? I'm not vilifying capitalism or anything like that. I'm saying you as a consumer understand that businesses are not your friend. They're valuable. They're important. They do good work oftentimes. But someday, if you give them the opportunity, they will live, raise prices and cut services. Same thing with wrestling. You may not like AEW or WWE, but both are better than just one. Don't get too enamored with either. Both are great, but they're not your friend. Just a thought. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's Jim Valley getting ready for Defy Wild Ones. Tonight, you can watch it live, streaming on Pluto TV, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The main event, John Moxley takes on Filthy Tom Lawler. That's going to be an incredible fight. Also on the card, Christopher Daniels and the Midnight Heat take on Swerve, Nick Wayne, and Adam Brooks, the Bollywood Boys, taking on two of my favorite young wrestlers, Guillermo Rosas and classic Cody Chun. So many others on the show. ELP is going to be on the show. Adam Brooks, Kevin Blackwood, and many others. That is tonight. I'll be doing ringside and backstage interviews. You can watch it free on Pluto 
Pluto.tv on the website or download Pluto TV, the app at your app store, and we'll check it out tonight. It is live, it is free, and it's going to be great. Defy puts on incredible shows. Follow me on Twitter at Jim Valley. We'll talk to you uh, next week, and uh, we'll see what is up uh, next. But until then, stay safe, protect yourself, and remember, until next time, everything is pro wrestling. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.